Well, hello, church. Welcome to July 4th weekend, 2022. I want to say hello. Like this weekend, we're all online. Everybody's online. So I know that we're spread out across this country, some of this world. So hello to everyone that's up in New York, a ton of people in Michigan, three people in Indiana, all over the place. Welcome to, this is a Be the Church weekend. For us as a church, there are a couple times a year, and I I truly believe at the very beginning in the text, as we read in the book of Acts and we look at the, the church that first existed when the Holy Spirit comes and Peter preaches in Acts chapter 2 and the church explodes, the Holy Spirit comes down and immediately... The church immediately in Jerusalem for at least that night was this massive church. 3,000 people believe, baptized on that day. And then those people are going then away to their homes. And so right at the very beginning of the church, there was this nomadic kind of culture to the church. They could meet in the Solomon's portico or some, that's like the the steps or the colonnades around the temple. But the temple is still this Jewish, you know, ultimate synagogue where God's people come to meet. So if the church got together, they're in one of the large, spacious kind of outdoor porches and patios. And it says in the book of Acts that they would go to one another's homes. And it was like, hey, where are we at this weekend? What's, where's it, where are we meeting at? It's like, we're, we're meeting at the Big Rock over by, you know, and everyone would know. Or we're meeting at Jerry's house. And everyone would get together at, at Jerry's, you know, large patio area. The, the, what we're doing today as a church is really being the church and mimicking a little bit about what that early church did. So I hope today that wherever you are, you're doing church, you're grilling in the backyard. Maybe you're, it's a Costco run to get ready for everyone coming over tomorrow. Maybe you've just got, you're out on the boat and you're looking for Wi-Fi. Wherever you are, like be the church there today. I hope that you've got friends and family. Maybe if you're someone and you're watching and you've never been to physically come here, you, you don't have to come to be a part of this, to be a part of the church. You're with believers today. We welcome you. And I'm very, very excited to just be the church. We've got this kind of contract with our church that in June we do all of our camps We go crazy. We've had such a great season of camp. Hundreds of kids from elementary age all the way to high school going to camp, sponsors and baptisms. It has been an incredible June. Then in the month of July, like God does, we need a season of rest. And so today is also a chance for us to do church in a different way and be with family and with friends and Um, just to thank God for an incredible summer season and our nation that we live in uh, as we celebrate the independence of the United States of America. So today I want to talk to you about this little passage where Jesus, it's it's food related. Uh, So these these special Sundays that we have when uh, we're we're not here together, I always try to and it's easy to do, make it food related. But Jesus has got this moment when he's with the apostles at the most famous dinner that ever happened, the Last Supper. And he says this in Matthew 26, 29. He hints to something. He says, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So, Jesus is anticipating the ultimate party. 
Jesus is just anticipating this incredible, I'm going to use a word. It's a weird American word. We don't use it all the time. Jesus is anticipating a banquet to come. That's like a, a lost term. We had, we had banquets when I was in high school. We would have a, a sports awards banquet ceremony. You know, we call it the sports banquet. And to me, when you say the word banquet, it means maybe I'm going to get dressed up a little. And there, there's, some, there's some pomp and circumstance to a banquet. You know, we don't tell people, Jen and I, hey, we're going to get together. You guys want to come to our house for a banquet? It's just not a term I use. But in the Bible, the idea of banquet, it's all throughout the Bible. Matter of fact, it goes all the way back to the first books of the Bible. As Moses writes, the, the first, the Torah, the beginning of the Bible, he writes the account of Genesis all the way through God's pulling his people out of Exodus. When God establishes Jewish culture and makes Israel uh, really what they are to, to, today still, this, this people group, he does so by giving them banquets, feasts. He organizes the entire culture of his people and how he communicates to them and gets in their lives and just lives with them around feast. Maybe your family does this. We mark our family by feast. Thanksgiving last year, what are we doing for Christmas or where, where are we going to be? All of these feasts, this weekend that we celebrate, many times, you know, certain family comes over. You, your family always does something on the 4th of July weekend. And this is a commemorative weekend. And for Christ and God and his relationship with us, the idea of a banquet is a very big deal. And Jesus says to these guys in this moment, I'm not going to drink wine again. Fruit of the vine, I mean, wine and Jewish culture and all of the metaphors of that with Christ that he teaches. He's like, guys, I am not going to have this meal again and drink this vine until we're all together in my Father's kingdom, Jesus is anticipating a party that is going to come. So here's what I want to tell you. God owns the idea of a party. I, I really, in my mind, as I'm getting ready for this message and I'm going to be like you today, like right now I'm watching it. I'm with the kids and we're at a season of Sabbath and you are too. I'm, I'm anticipating that you're, you're in like that quintessential picture. You're out at the grill, you know, and you're, you're grilling right now. And so this is the perfect time for me to link something in your heart and mind. God owns the idea of a party because he made it up in the way that we communicate and we, we get with him. I, this, this banquet idea, I want to tell you just how much it is in the whole of scripture. Isaiah, one of the major prophets of the Bible. Isaiah says this, 25 chapter, verse six, the Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet. There's that word again. For all peoples on this mountain, a banquet of aged wine, Choice pieces with marrow and refined aged wine. I mean, Isaiah, in his description of the kingdom of God one day, Isaiah is anticipating this incredible banquet that God lavish. The word that he uses, and I love it, it's like, this is the party. I mean, you ever go to a friend's party and be like, hey, how was Jerry's party the other night? Oh, it was good. I mean, very seldom to be like, bro. That party at his house, 
it was lavish. I'm thinking like that word lavish to me, that's like classy, expensive, swanky. Like what is like, what is lavish? We don't, we don't use words like banquet and lavish banquet. What God does because God owns the idea of party. Solomon, Solomon writes in his Song of Solomon's chapter two, verse four, let him lead me to the banquet hall. Let his banner over me be love. Like let the sign at the party that God has for us one day, that God is leading us to this lavish party, let it be this, love. I mean, it's described not just in Isaiah, not just in the Song of Solomon, but Jesus himself in Matthew 8 says, I say to you that many will come from the east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Let me just describe for you what he's, I want to translate this. Everybody's at the party that God owns. I mean, there's a party that God's got. There's a cookout that God's got. It is the event of all events. And it is, it is coming and it's going to be incredible. And can I tell you who's going to be there? Oh my goodness. Everybody's going to be there. I mean, we're going to go all the way back to Abraham and he's the father of everybody. You know, Father Abraham had tons of sons. Like everyone's going to be there. God owns the idea of party. I hope he is owning the party you're at. I hope there's a, a thread of faith at the party that you're throwing right now. Even if it's awkward and uncomfortable for people to be like, we're going to watch church today. Yes. Here's why. Because God owns the idea of the party. Jesus is anticipating this party and he lets that out. Guys, I'm not going to drink until we get there. And then God owns the idea of party. But there's this story in Luke chapter 14 when Jesus does what he does all the time. Jesus is always at a party because God owns a party. And there, it's, it's kind of funny. Actually, Jesus gives this really practical advice on how to party, like where to sit at a party. Literally, in John chapter 14, Jesus gives advice on like how to choose your seat at a party. He's like, you don't go and choose the best seat because maybe the, the person who put the party on will be like, hey, get out of that chair. Then you'll be humiliated in front of everybody. He's like, pick you know, like a chair somewhere else. And then it's really cool if the owner of the party is like, hey, come sit with me. And then you won't look like, you know, you're shamed in front of people. So literally, Jesus gives advice on like how to, mingle at a party, like got to come in and choose the seat. So cool. And this is what happens, a, a, a story that Jesus tells about the party. It's for you. Verse 15, when one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast and the kingdom of God. I told you, that this idea of party, it's just in the Bible. It's, it's everywhere in the Bible, the idea of party. And when Jesus is at a party, this guy's like, man, man, Jesus. I mean, th the, whoever gets to go to the party, that guy, I mean, that guy, what a guy. It's on everyone's mind because it's the, con it's, it's the idea of the whole scripture, the party that is to come. Jesus replies, get what Jesus says. It's a story. A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. Jesus just goes into story mode to answer this guy's question. Right at a party, Jesus starts talking about a party. He's like, well, it's like this. Speaking of that 
party to come. It's like this. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. Get this, Jesus is at a party and someone's like, man, Jesus, that party we're going to have with you one day. I mean, that party, the party, Jesus says, let me tell you what it's like. And one of the descriptions that Jesus gives immediately is, that party's ready. That party's ready right now. For us at Generations Christian Church, what we say to people all the time is, this is your time. Because I, I believe it's, it really mimics what Jesus says. Jesus looks at this and says, the party's now. This is your time. This is the time of your life. This is it. And Jesus so wants to help you navigate it, not just from like literally where to sit at a party and like how to, like how to party crash. And Jesus like, if you're going to do it, do it like this, right? But Jesus has more to tell you. And one of the first things he wants to tell you is like, this is your time. The party is ready right now. So there's some kind of access. That, that kingdom party that's going to come one day, Jesus is literally waiting. I won't drink until we're all together again. But the, in an essence, because Jesus came and died on the cross, gave his life, and his, his blood is this, this thing that can cover any sin, any mistake that you've ever made. That's why I say with such confidence right now that I don't care. You're like, well, you're, I'm watching you, and I've never been to your church, man, and I'm watching you on someone's phone or on a TV. I'm like, how do you? how can you say with such confidence that you know that this is my time? Here's why. Because Jesus said it, and Jesus knows your story, and Jesus loves you, and Jesus paid it all so he can say, I purchased your time. The party is ready for you right now to engage in. If you accept Jesus as your Savior, there's, there's my Bible college professor would say it this way. The party is now because we can be saved now, Jesus says in John 10, 10, I came to give you life to the fullest. Now, this is your time and you can have that now, but it is also to come. When, when Jesus returns, the party is, is the fullness of the party is yet to come, but it's, it can be experienced now in part. So this is your time. The party's right now. Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes on at a party talking about what the party is going to be like. Verse 18. He come, the party's ready, he says in the verse 18. But they all alike, the people invited to the party, began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field. I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen. I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married. I can't, I can't come. It's, it's crazy. You know, this Jesus sat at this table at a party 2,000 years ago, and he says, let me tell you what the party is like, like the heaven party. Here's what it's like. It's ready. Come, everybody. And, and you're, you're invited. And he sends out invitations to people, and everyone goes, hey, about that party. And People have excuses. Now, I don't think when you're invited to a party today, you've ever said, you know, I just bought five goats and I'm going to go, you know, get, get them doing the goat thing. 
that probably doesn't happen, but we still make the excuses. I've got an enterprising work and it's just more engaging in this season. Like, or I've, I've got family stuff to do. I've got family obligations. And Jesus, the sound of the fullness of life and freedom and forgiveness and community, and it sounds great. And I, man, the church, I mean, go church. I heard you guys do great stuff at Generations. Like, you, you go, go you, you. I'm not against you. I just, I'm not ready to come to that party right now because I, I got some stuff. I don't think it's, like rude for these people. I, I get invited to parties sometimes and an invitation does not obligate me to come. Like I've got, I do have kids. And if I went to every party I was invited to, I'd be a deadbeat dad. So I say no a lot because the quantity of my no dictates the quality of my yes. I don't think in real life, like it's rude for us to say no to things, but Jesus is describing what the party is like. And he's saying in this metaphor it's ready right now, and you're invited. This is your time to come to the party. But here's what people do. They make excuses. And it doesn't matter if the excuses are good. The party's better. The party is worth it. So this story in the next verse, Luke chapter 14, verse 21, here's what happens. The servant comes back. And reported to his master. He reported all the people you invited, all the excuses. You know, this one guy bought goats or something. I don't know. Another guy got a real good deal on a piece of land. You know, this dude got married, you know. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Remember, uh, Jesus is at a party and someone just said, man, Jesus, when the party in heaven comes, woo, it's going to be a good one. Jesus says, let me tell you what that party's actually going to be like. One of the things that Jesus tells us, not only is the party ready, this is your time to get in on the party, but Jesus lets us know this. There's still room. That's what it says in verse 22. Sir, the servant says to the master, what you ordered has been done. The call has gone out. I mean, look where the call goes. To the streets, the alleys of the town. I, I keep thinking of that old Stephen Curtis Chapman song. Out in the highways, out in the byways, he, he, he quotes this verse. The gospel has been sent. Here's where I'm going to tell you exactly. And it's every time I hear that Stephen Curtis Chapman song, I think about where I was and maybe where you feel like you're at. The highways and the byways and the alleyways and the margins and the... Almost everyone's like, man, you don't even know the town I was from. Man, you don't even know... Like, man, everyone at some point in their life feels insignificant. And what Jesus is saying with clarity right here is the kingdom of heaven is like this, that some people are just too busy to come. But I send the call out and there's room for you. And you know who the call goes to? People that probably feel insignificant. 
Maybe you've been watching this and you're like, oh, there's still room in heaven. Oh, man, this is my time. And, you know, the party's ready. That sounds good. But, and immediately you feel, but I'm insignificant. Well, Jesus goes on to tell that dinner party, here's what the kingdom of heaven is like. When you feel insignificant, that's exactly who I'm calling into this kingdom. There's still room. Here's the, light. Here's the end. This is it. Verse 23, the master told the servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and get this, compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. I mean, just think about that verse for a moment. This is, and picture Jesus. This, we always do this thing on these Sundays where we say, all right, no one come to church. And I know it makes some people mad. It's like, oh, you know, it's, how can we cancel church? We, we didn't cancel church. We're doing church. We're doing church differently. We're being the church. Sometimes coming together, it's more about us and less about the mission he told us to do. If you come to church every week and your neighbors don't know anything about it, this is a chance for you not to be at church. They're like, aren't you guys gone every Sunday? We're here this Sunday. Come over, grab a plate. I made extra. Jesus is talking about that right here. The word that he uses is do this. Go to the country lanes. Go to the outer places and compel people. I think the best way I can compel you, I, I want, I mean, straight up, I want to compel you that this is your time. And there is room at this awesome party that is to come. And that party is ready right now. You get a taste of it right now. You get the invitation sealed yours forever right now when you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. All those originally invited guests had to do was say, I'm coming. Some people, they're just too busy. And you think, it's not for me. The invitation is not for me. Over and over again, Jesus says, bring out hurt people, go get the hurt people. And then he says, now go out far. Maybe you think you're too far. Maybe you say, you don't know, I don't live in the city. I don't live close to it. I don't live. Jesus said, go to the country lane. Do you live on, are you living somewhere out on, not literally, but in your life, you, you've removed yourself. And somehow this message, this video, this party that you're at, like the party Jesus was at, it's gotten to you and you're hearing Jesus right now say, go compel them to be there and to accept my invitation. Other people didn't want it. Other people not wanting to be at Jesus's party has nothing to do with you making a decision about being at Jesus's party. And does this not compel you? that he wants you, even if you're way out on a country lane, even if you're in an alley, even if you're crippled, lame, homeless, marginalized, he says, I've got seats. And the, the thing you have to do to get the seat is just say this, hey, I'll come. I hope you are having a great celebration. I hope you have a great weekend and tomorrow as we celebrate the fourth, I hope you have an incredible time. But know this, Jesus wants you to be compelled 
to come and be a part of the party. The party can start right now. But one day there is going to be a banquet. And he says this about you. I'm waiting to drink of this cup. The 12 that were in that room, he's like, I'm not drinking this cup until we're all together again. But guess what? There's someone in 2022, and they're going to hear this message, this Be the Church Sunday, Generations Christian Church, and they're going to be there too. And I'm not going to drink this cup until you're there, the 12, and then Jesus says, until you're there too. Because he wants to compel you to be at his party. He loves you. This is your time.